0: and destiny for your life. And grace, God knows Mario needs grace. God knows sometimes he can take a brag and he can fall into trouble, but grace will help him. God knows that Mario, sometimes he runs ahead, but grace will keep him back. God knows that Mario, because before Mario was born, God already knew him. When he was in his mother's womb, God already knew him. So God knows things about Mario that even Mario don't know about himself yet. But over time, as he walks with God, purpose will be revealed and grace will cover him. Amen? Amen? God bless you. Sometimes we have the knowledge, we have the understanding, but we fail in the application. Get the knowledge. This morning you got the knowledge. Gain the understanding by meditating on the word. Think about the word. See, some of us are too clever for God that we don't need to meditate But you need to meditate. The Bible says, study the Word of God. Meditate upon it day and night. So you have to let the Word digest into your system. You need to let the Word transform your thinking. When you have that understanding, you say, that's what I want for my life. Now you begin to walk. You become the walking Bible. And you begin to walk the talk. And not just talk the walk. Do you see that, beloveds? So God has provided for you everything that you need. He knows exactly what we need. So God does not panic because we are panicking. must be the fire that's uh, doing that. Are we together? Now, this month, we've been talking about fatherhood. You know, one thing I love about God, that God is inclusive for everyone. It's not just for a religion. God doesn't just want to save people as a religion. But God wants to include. That's why he said, for God so loved the whole world that he gave us his only begotten son. So we are included. And I want to show you, because the, the, the mothers are feeling a little bit out. You know? They're saying, you know, pastor, pregnant, we're fathers and we're fatherhood. But I want to show you in the word of God, you know? I want to show you in the word of God Um, let me just keep this here. I want to show you in God's word that fathers are important to God and equally to that, God even attaches himself and identifies with motherhood. Can I talk to the mothers this morning? Is it okay if I talk to you this morning? To the mothers? All right, fathers, don't be jealous. We spoke to you the whole month. All right. Repeat after me and say, the solution for fatherlessness is fatherhood. The world is trying to resolve and fix society but they cannot fix society they provide condoms to prevent children from becoming pregnant they even give it out on the schools am i right children yes you can get it at the schools but the more condoms they are giving the more children that you know the children are having And the more children they are having, the more abortions are added. In other words, the solution that man is giving is only adding to the problem. But the solution to the problem is true and genuine fatherhood. And so, God highlights the importance, you know, of fatherhood in every child. <clears throat> every family needs a father. Now, I know that many of us grew up without, I grew up without a father that was present, and many of you in the same way, but I want you to be open-minded. Don't be narrow-minded because of your situation, and now you isolate and you make a statement. You have to look at the Horizon and look at the general spectrum. That even though you may have grown up without a father, God's hand was still upon you. I'm just talking about the general stats, how things are standing. Politicians do not understand human life. They hire consultants, psychologists, they bring them in. And to them, it doesn't matter what morality leg they stand on. And this is what is adding and contributing to our society. Our society is being destroyed. If you look at the way people view fathers in this day, they have tried to eliminate the presence of fathers because the divorce rate is so high. So now they're trying to justify that because they don't want people who have been through divorce to make them feel bad. So now they look for another avenue in which to express and to explain the problems of society. But often, well not often times, the solutions that they are providing for us is causing society to be worse off than what it was previously. Okay? Are we still together? Okay. Now. Thank the Lord. Samlika <sighs> Jeshua, I paid it. The simile, and I want to call, I want to speak to you this morning about a very important area, and particularly in our society, I really think some of our women have got it badly wrong. And I want to ask you to be open-minded, because you're so in love with your children that you forget the important thing that God has required of us. Your children don't belong to you. The more you live loving your children, some of us love our children more than we love God. And I want to speak to us this morning about that. It's not wrong to love your child, but it's wrong to love your child at the cost of neglecting God. Because God He has the footprint about life. He knows everything pertaining to life. Okay? The simile of the weaned child is a beautiful picture of the meaning of humility and maturity. So the purpose of weaning is to humble us and to mature us. Say that after me. To humble us And to mature us. Hebrew children were weaned at the age of three to four years old. That's when they they were were being weaned. And the experience marks the end of their infancy. So when they reach that age of three to four years old, the stage of infancy has now passed by. And now it's time to grow up. It's time to mature to the next level. The problem is, many people keep their children on the first level. The child is six years old, he's still wearing a nappy, and he's still drinking a bottle. That means the mother has retarded the process of the child to which the next step he must go to. Please don't be angry with me if you are still doing that. I'm not picking on anybody, all right? I'm just bringing a fact and you will gain understanding as I move on a little later on. Most children do not uh, 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 want to be deprived of mothers' loving arms and satisfying breasts and they feel rejected and unwanted. It is a natural response of every child to feel that way and the problem is the mother feels shame for the child I sh- you know she's still young she's still a baby he's still a baby and so they procrastinate and they delay the next level that the child has to go to after the crisis of birth each child must eventually be weaned And learn the first lesson in the school of life. Growing up involves painful losses that can lead to wonderful gains. Repeat after me. Growing up involves painful losses that lead to wonderful gains. Oftentimes, you hear people tell about the suffering that they went through, but they fail to tell of the breakthrough that they received. Do you see that? So, in life, we all go through brokenness. We all go through suffering. We all go through disappointments. But the, the primary focus is not on the disappointment and the loss. The primary focus is what is the outcome of the pain that you had to go through. And this is what weaning is all about. After the child has gone through that, the word wean means to complete. It means to ripen. It means to treat kindly. Okay? So when you are saying that My child must be weaned. What you're saying is, I need to complete the process. Okay? I need to ripen the process. I need to treat kindly the process. The English word may be uh, a contraction of the, you know, the Scottish word. This is from uh, uh, some of the studies that I've done. They say, we won. When When the Scottish speak, We won. We won. Not won like this. We won. They speak like that. We won. And that's where the word comes from. The weaning. You know? So we won. Hallelujah. It may come from Teutonic words, which means to be accustomed. Okay? To be accustomed. That means you are familiar. You understand. If children are to grow up and not, grow, not just grow old, let me just say that again. A lot of children grow up. You know? Uh, when I saw Martinique for the first time, she was like this. And she was out and out, an all-black girl. Now... She's growing taller. The problem with, uh, not with Martinique, but the, the problem with a lot of children, they grow up, but they don't grow old. No, they grow old, but they don't grow up. Yes? It's funny. Have you seen in our community? We, I remember, Robbie, when we were kids, we used to buy or well, we used to get those BMX bicycles, yeah? And it was for 10-year-old, 12-year-old children. But nowadays, you see 34-year-old men riding the bicycle. And I'm not poking fun at them. It just shows me that the person has not grown up. You see, the men or the women, you know, they go on street diets, they wear dresses that are very tight and very short, shorter than their own children. It's an indication that that mother has not grown up. It looks funny, and everybody just wants to be nice and tells them, "Oh, you look so sexy, you look so good." They' lying through their teeth. Because in the back of the head, they are saying, "This don't look right." Are we together? Please don't be angry with me. I love you all. We must change this problem, Joseph. Children, they must, you know, they must grow up, not just grow old. They must be able to function apart from mother. I'm going to just pause there because some of our children just cannot function. We make them so dependent on us that they can't survive on their own. And if your child is that way, you are busy failing in your duty as a parent. Now, I'm not saying that of Ezra. He's too young. He can't be dependent, uh, independent. He's always going to be dependent until the time he reaches the age that he becomes independent. Yeah? But it's because of, and I think God understands, it's because of your love for the child and the love pulls your, your heart strings. And so you, you do for the child beyond what you should be doing and the child never gets to grow up is that true do you see that in our in our families and in our society sometimes in our homes yeah is that true uh, yes okay this means that weaning going to school choosing a vocation and probably marrying and starting a new home. Can I tell you something? That was a big problem in my home. Li Nj Prati Eiti. I won't know if it's you. When I grew up as a young man, and I started dating my wife, all right? When I married my wife, It was a huge challenge for my mother to survive after that. Do you know why? Because I gave all of my salary. I said to her, Mom, there's my salary. You go ahead and do your thing. And I thought that I was being blessed. I was blessed doing that. But the problem is I was not being prepared for adulthood. So when I came to the marriage... You know, I thank God that I don't have a wife, you know, that would would have, because she could have done it. Because I just said, whatever you want, you can have. You don't have to ask for it. I want you to have it. But set a cup of life. And I had to learn, let me just say, I was disabled when it came to finances. You can put a thousand rand in my hand now. You'll be lucky if you see that 1,000 ren this afternoon. Because I wasn't taught. And I'm not making that as an excuse. That was not part of my psyche. My mother didn't wean me in that area of my life. So you have to teach, Nathaniel, that is not junk money. That is real money that you have deposited into your account then that means you have to take him through the process to show him the money is very real. So we have to wean our children. We have to educate our children. That's why most of the problems in marriages, finance is the top one. Finances causes the most arguments in marriages. Why? Because they haven't been disciplined and they haven't been taught how to handle their finances. They haven't been, my mother never taught me to pay tithes. That's why it was difficult, it was hard for me. When I came to the church and I got born again, and I got saved, I know about church dues, and that was normally the 20 cent and the 50 cent. But now I had to be educated, and the discipline was even harder for me. But if I had to be trained in the way I should go, I would not have departed from it. And thank be to God for the grace of God that helps me to this day. I taught my children. I teach them from the start, from the time that they had understanding. I taught them that you must tithe to God. Now because of the financial obligation or the financial connection that the parent has with the child. The parent will not let go of the child when the child should be weaned. The Lord wants me just to park there. I just got to park there and say, we have been taught, a lot of us have been taught wrong by good parents because they were taught that way. So they taught us that we must work for them. And we interpret that as being blessed. And I mean, I worked, I think, for three years. And every month, I never got, and, you know, I never took a cent out of my salary. I gave it to my, to my mom. And when I got married, I had to ask my mom, are you not going to wish us well on our wedding day? The issue was not, My mom. The issue was that she did not transcend. She did not move over. I love my mom very much. And she also loved me very much. You know, and she has gone to be with the Lord. I led my mom to the Lord. You know? But these are the issues. These are the issues that families are going through. And you know what? That issue goes with them even into the adulthood. I'm gonna to come to the scripture now. The level no scripture may he have the scripture. Okay, We're talking about fatherhood. That means fatherhood is a process fatherhood is, is, you know, it's an action. And, and mother and father plays a role in that action of rearing their children in the fear of God. Are you hearing me this morning, folks? That's why today our children are in the state that they are. They don't love God. They don't worship God. They don't care about coming to church. They don't care about why. Because they haven't been weaned properly. Okay, the level scripture here, First Corinthians thirteen verse eleven. All right, First Corinthians thirteen verse eleven. I need man. It's irritating. God's goal to us is emotional and spiritual maturity. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish when they were children, they were on a bottle. Now they're adults, they're still on the bottle. Okay. Now, come with me to Ephesians 4, 13. Ephesians 4, verse 13. Ephesians 4 verse 13, until we, from 13 to 15, eh? until we all reach oneness in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually, let me just say to you before we continue, God's design when you and I got saved is that we must grow spiritually, that means we, 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 have, we have to go through change, we have to go through challenges, we have to go through disciplines, if we are going to grow spiritually. You can't be saved for 10 years, and then you're still testifying, Where is the growth? Where is the growth? You have to grow in your faith. Why? I'll show you now why it is so important and necessary for us to grow in our faith. Okay? To become a mature believer. Reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ. So, in other words, there's a place in your life when you will have the fullness of Christ. But you are reaching to that in your journey as you are growing. As you're maturing, you're moving towards the fullness of Christ. Okay? Um, Manifesting His spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual. You know, I said to Josephine yesterday, we were talking as we were driving. I said, you know, Josephine, I repented before the Lord yesterday morning in prayer. And I asked the Lord to forgive me for my pride. I asked him, I said, Lord, how dare I depend on myself, on my ability? How can I do that after I've been exposed to the revelations that you have taught me about yourself? How can I do that? I can't do that. I will never be able to do this. I can't do your work. Myself, I can't do your work in my own ability, in my own talents, or even in my experience that I have built up over the years. I have no confidence in myself, Lord, but I'm confident in you. You see, the Lord has taught me to grow past that. There was a time, oh, I'm the head and not the tail. Praise the Lord! Hallelujah. If God be for me, who can be against me, you know? I used to run with, with, with passages of Scripture, quoting, you know, shooting like I'm shooting a gun here, you know? But now, I'm in a stage where my, in my life where God is maturing me and He's teaching me to humble myself. How is it that I humbled myself all of a sudden. No, it's the Holy Spirit who's working in me in the process. Oh, you need to help me, Laverne, with this screen keeps after a couple of seconds and it goes off and I must, you know, later on. now uh, um, Ocasia no, is the guru. She's the Apple guru. She helped me the other day. It says here, so that we are no longer children. Yeah? The purpose of you is to grow from childhood, to grow into maturity. That's where Jesus wants us all to be. He doesn't want us to stay as children. Yes, we are children of God, of course. But we must grow as children. We must grow in our journey of faith. I'm going to take a little bit of time a little over time today, is that all right with you? Till about half past, is it all right? Half past is it a bad it? No. Okay, now he says here, tossed back and forth, you know, like ships in a stormy sea, and carry ab- about by every wind. God doesn't want us to be tossed to and fro. Now, somebody sends you a WhatsApp, Who? I don't know how I'm gonna make it, oh, I'm gonna, you know. Now you've been tossed to the left and tossed to the right. God doesn't want you to live your life like that. When challenges come to you, they are opportunities to you. When challenges come your way and you want a cherry, it's an opportunity. You must now begin to position your lives in a way that faith will kick in. And now you're going to walk by faith. Amen, Jesus, the Dolores. Alright. So he's saying here that we are being tossed back and forth like ships on a stormy sea and carried by every wind, everything on Facebook. Whoo! Hoo! ski Who that's your accident? That's so. Ooh, you're being tossed to and fro. You're like a yo-yo. No, then you up, then you're down. Then you up, then you're down. God doesn't want you to live your life like that. God wants you to go consistently, rising in your faith, growing in the grace of God. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? Amen. Now he's saying here... Yeah, um, By the cunning and trickery of men. Beloveds, I just want to say to you, I want to, as your pastor, please don't get involved in cryptocurrencies. Please talk to me after the service. I have made bad mistakes and have had bad losses. Lots of money. And the Bible tells me right there, don't give me too much or else I will forget you. Don't give me too little or I might, you know, defame your name. Yeah? I might steal and con and deceive. But give me just enough. Enough that I can have for myself and I can share with others. But what do we do? Ah! Ah! You want to win a million? Oh, you know, here's our opportunity. You know, and you get it on your WhatsApp, on the ads and, and all of that. Folks, we don't live by sight. We live by faith. And our guide and principle is the word of God. But what do we do? We get sucked in by these people that are cunning and deceptive. And they tell you, and I've made, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the first to say I've made mistakes. And I said, Lord, with your help, I never want to go that route ever again. I know that I said that I want to make money so that I can have money to give. And that is true. You know, many of us want to do. But I've discovered that's not the way God works. God doesn't want to give you money so that you can give to others. God wants you to make, to, to have money so that you can glorify him. Ah, Kezia, this thing is, I don't want to say it's bad, it's blessed, but it's misbehaving here, you know. Please help me afterwards. Now he says here, he talks about unscrupulous men. By the deceitful scheming of people ready to do anything for personal profit. But speaking the truth in love in all things. So we have to teach our children. We have to teach our children not to get involved in money schemes. If there's ever a gullible Generation, it's our generation. And I include, I'm the first one. I'm gullible. That's why I said, Lord, I have no confidence in myself. I only trust you. I'm satisfied with what you have blessed me. I have more than enough. I never go to bed hungry. I have a roof over my head. I have clothes on my back. I have have shoes that I can wear. My wife doesn't lack anything. Lord God, help me to be, you know, content. Thank you, Joseph. Help me to be content. Don't get sucked in by trying to multiply your money by so much. If it's it's too good to be true, then it's too good to be true. Please, precious people, I want to say to you, please, I'm urging you today, Please, I'm urging you today, don't fall for the trap. I have first-hand experience where Josephine and I have made, we were sincere, but we were sincerely wrong. You can be sincere, but be sincerely wrong. And, you know, I, I want to just, I'll leave that for another time. But that's important, I feel the Holy Spirit has pointed out here. Okay, but speaking in true love, in all things, both our speech. Now, I know that we say, you know, when pastor as art as erani it's a keiki. Go and see what the Bible says. That doesn't mean I have a license to be like that. But when I have to be like that, when I have to rebuke, I have to rebuke. Why? Because the Father disciplines those that He loves. He even disciplines me. All of us come under the same, you know, the same rule of of of, of guidance. You know, so please, when when the world talks about love, and you're probably going to, I ate, I don't eat When the world talks about love, please. Don't accept that it's the same love that you are referring to. Come on Monday evening to the, uh, you know, what is it, a test or something? Or is it a presentation of the different groups? And you will hear what we have learned. Church discipline. (laughs) Okay? God sometimes has to wean us away from good things in order to get or to give us better things. Did you catch that, beloveds? God has to wean us away from good things. Right? I mean, your mommy might be a good thing. Your daddy might be a good thing. And sometimes you're growing up, but God is weaning you away from good things in order to give you better things. Please write that down. Write that down. It's going to help you to understand that when you're going through that weaning, it makes it easier for you to accept the process of weaning. Why? Because there's an outcome that's going to come to the person. Yes? Now, I didn't say Phoebe must now... You know, wean herself away from you. She's too young. Okay? She's too young. When the child is too young, don't misinterpret what I'm saying here today. But there comes a time when the child is an adult or towards adulthood, and the child is being weaned away by the boyfriend, you know, maybe the girlfriend, you know. Well, I'd rather say for the girl, it's the boyfriend, and for the boy, it's the girlfriend. It's not for the boy, it's the boyfriend. Or for the girl, it's the girlfriend. All right? But when the child has to be weaned away, let go of the child. Because you are trusting God in the process that the child is going to receive better things. One of the principles that I teach is Justin here. Um, Justin and and Oh, Oh, okay. So, I teach them. I said to Justin, Justin, when you marry Mauritia as your bride, you are saying to her, I know that where you are currently, you have good things, comforts, you have benefits, but where I am going to take you to is better than where I'm taking you from. Yeah? Tell me some of the ladies if you if your life is going to be like that would you want to get married can I get an amen or anna? Huh? imagine where you are going with your spouse is better than the life where you are coming from that's what weaning is supposed to be hey. it's funny always what the latik Okay. Abram had to leave his family. Okay, may take this up. All right, may take this up. No, my time is up. I'm, I'm not going to torment you. All right. Praise Yah. Send it. Amen. Oh, praise Yah. Kung smile yla yana, yla sao play yla kanawa is Yeah, okay. I think the the gist of the matter is I want to continue and teach this. Possibly on Tuesday, Pastor Ray, can I, I, on Tuesday night, I want to teach, because this is important. This is family uh, principles and fundamentals that can be built into a family. And it's going to help you have strong relationships and strong children. Amen? Father, we thank you this morning. I have tried to unpack just a little bit about the lessons of weaning our children. And Lord, we often as parents, we love our children so much that it becomes difficult to wean and to release the child when it's the appropriate time. So many of our parents treat our children like little toddlers, and yet they are adults. We interfere with the process that God has instituted, and we want to repent of that today. We want to ask you to forgive us, Lord, where we have been self-centered, where we have been selfish, but not conceited. Lord, will you look upon our congregation of people and families today? I pray that the Holy Spirit will bring to mind these precious truths that was found in the Scripture and help us, Lord God, to rear up our children in the way that they should go so that when they become adults and independent and interdependent, that they will be able to pass on that legacy to their children. So Father, I pray now that as we are going to part here today, pray that the Holy Spirit will now release the anointing, the grace, the purpose of God that we have received as we heard earlier. We pray, Lord God, that you will move in a precious and powerful way. So, Father, we ask now that you part us with your love and your peace and your blessings. In Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Think about this word. I encourage you to speak to your family about what I was sharing here.